0: Black on track, entertaining in the building. It's your boy, Bishop. I'm black. I've been doing back-to-backs. The music you hear in the background, Dimples music, Vegas is on North Las Vegas, N-O-R-F. Those of you know what I mean by N-O-R-F, that's all gangbang shit. That's North. That's gangster shit. Uh, If you're in Northern Las Vegas like I am, uh, you are far removed from the N-O-R-F and um, Dimples was not in your area. (laughs) <laughs> hey yo, I'm back with the boxing kings. The kings of boxing. We missing a few though. Floyd didn't get the memo. It's okay though. We'll <laughs> get him here on the next one. On the next one. Uh, I'm just gonna go around the room and uh, we're gonna start on my left and just go around and introduce yourself. Uh, go ahead, one.
1: Uh, Juan Placchio, Arsenal Boxing, uh, out of Las Vegas. Bam. In that order. Yeah.
2: Cotavius. Hey, he's my government. Cash, <laughs> oh, man. man. You know, follow me bad. at K.O. King Cash on Instagram. You know,
3: <laughs> Dennis. Dennis, the mama's boy, Douglas, a.k.a. the black Mexican, a.k.a. Mr. Don't Take It Personal, a.k.a. Aquaman.
4: Have these and he sips everything. on that water too. Smash nice. nice plug right there. Um, Charlie. Man. Uncle Charlie. I swear, when we hit stop on this recording, I'm about to go off. I <laughs> don't want to disrespect your lovely recording of the people we got together. <laughs> CJ Duncan, for the Taste Show, co host, uh, longtime friend of this some bitch over here that's got Damn. the lead mic. a bitch. Yeah, Arkansas's backwoods finest. <laughs> Mr. Shondre Bishop Lamont, TD Jakes, <laughs> Entertainment. Stop it son. Books.
0: We talking boxing. Uh, Mama's boy, what's up man? What's
3: going
0: on man? I know I, the first time I had you spill your life story and shit and I fucked up. You know, (laughs) the mics wasn't right. Life story and shit. (laughs) Oh Oh, yeah, we, we, it was, it's nice. It's nice. Can can we get a rundown again? This time it's going to be recorded, right? Yeah, I got you. I got you. You know, and uh, so my guy don't see my guy here. He don't know. He need to know okay because he's something, he's something like a boxing guru, okay? So, uh, pay attention, Charles.
3: All right, boom! So, here we go, Mama's Boy. So,
4: respect.
3: Um, the reason I'm called Mama's Boy is my mom is my trainer. How that happened was I was eight years old, she was already boxing. My uncle boxes, my cousins about boxes in my family. She was boxing, I hated boxing, but I got into a little street fight, a little altercation with a ten year old, and like I told you last time, I'm eight, he was ten, that boy was big. You feel know, me? That's a big size
5: difference. You feel me?
3: So so he got the better of the joint. I ran back home, like, oh my, I got in the fight. She called me soft. She was like, You soft, you gotta learn to protect yourself. She made me start boxing. I hated it. Um but I kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. Um, and like I said, my uncle was my coach. And he was he would coaching me, but she would always be in the gym like, Yo, don't forget do this, don't forget do that. And then we'd go home. She be showing me stuff that I miss. Or, oh, when I'm sparring, starting to screaming at me and everything like that. So people started calling me Mama's boy, as a as like kind of like an insult. Like oh, right. go Mama's boy, he's so wise. Mama always in the corner yelling whatever, whatever. So I went to the, I qualified for the regionals as a kid, whatever. I put Mama's boy on my shirts, Went to ringside.com, ordered some Mama's shirts just to like take away the insult like to put put it on myself like and I, I'm embracing it. Yeah. And um at the fight, I was it was a tough fight. The crowd started chanting Mama's boy and it just just became a thing. Like Mama's boy became a thing. Um and when I was like around 14, 15, I realized like I'm learning more from her at home than I'm learning from the gym. So and I, I had the cojones to be like, you know, embrace it. Yeah, right. You feel me, my mom. So I just asked her to be my full-time trainer. And um, she was with it, and there you go, mama's boy was born. So, the only active pro boxer trained by his mother. But I see it's becoming a thing now. I see like there's a lot of moms. They make it on Instagram. It's actually a lady on Instagram. Her name is Boxer Mom. Yeah, she fucking she, she. You know you know. yeah. Um, I think she either trains her son or she's right just supports the son big. And hey, like, mama's knows best. Yeah, man. I mean like women are talk. are becoming super active in boxing. Moms are becoming super active in boxing. So I'm happy my mom could pioneer that. That's kind of dope. You know what I'm saying so. I'm excited that we make it I'm going to be the first world champ with Mom Dukes in the corner, man. It's gonna, hey, it's be lit. you see the
0: picture I put up on the fly, though? I had to do it.
2: Yeah, that picture was fire. I had I had that Did I ever tell you f- the story oh, Like before I met you? No. Nah. Like uh, I was watching your fight with my mom, and she saw your mom with, like, heels on. She was like, can I do that? <laughs> what you say? Like, no, man. You're still sideline. You yeah. cannot be in my corner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so what weight class you fighting at? At
3: 160, which is middleweight, I'm coming down from super middleweight, which mm. I shouldn't have been at. But I was, I went through like a little period in boxing where I kind of like was just taking fights for the money, didn't even really care about boxing, fell out of love with it. The, right. the business of it will kill the love that I like. And the amateurs, I loved boxing and everything. When you get into the business aspect of it, and it gets overwhelming sometimes, and I, I kind of just started fighting for the check, so I was fighting at super middleweight, but I'm back in love. Boxing my baby again, right? Back to middleweight. So, so you really up.
0: can um, fight the next guy up. Is that can you fight the next guy up, or that has to be ne- negotiated? Like,
3: yeah, because um, back in much, the
0: day, it was the next one up.
3: Nah, like is, you can't.
0: It's, it's, it's you have to jump now. Yeah, like you have it's, to it's skip. A different game right now. Yeah, but
3: it's, it's all uh, political, man. Yeah. This journey is crazy. Like, um, like I said, I was at middleweight. They called me and they was like, "Uh, you want to fight George Groves at super middleweight in in England?" And I'm like, I'm I'm middleweight. It was like, it was a hundred thousand dollars. I'm like,
0: I'm on my way to England. Well, I can do sixty-eight. You know what I'm saying like, okay. So
3: for me, like, so I went up. The plan was to go up there, um, take the fight, whatever, and then go back down. Right. But um, I took that fight. Then I got another call for a super middleweight. Another call. Then I just embraced being a super middleweight. I was like, whatever. This the way I'm at. I mean, I didn't care no more because. They kept the check, there. right? were like, fight that Benavidez once again, that boy big. But I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I think my 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 um lack of fear, um, cause I don't, I'm not scared. Y'all all human. I don't care how big you are. Like you, you put your pants on one leg at a time. Right. Except some, I see some niggas jump into his pants though. So maybe they don't. Put it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you put your you put your pants on same way I do. So I don't fear no man. So I think my lack of fear, kind of translated into almost a lack of respect of the craft almost like, you know what I'm saying? Like, regardless of fear, you gotta be smart. Or uh, like, like the weight class you yeah, were in. you gotta respect mm-hmm. it, you know what I'm saying? Like, you fight somebody one sixty eight. That's a that's a solid 168 they sixty eight pounder. They're walking around one ninety, if not more than that. Two damn two
4: hundred yeah. pounds. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. That's wait, what i was about walk? to ask you. Yeah. Like, what do you use? I mean, with, yeah. within a couple pounds, because you don't want to give away all yeah. your tricks to your own trade. But I mean, what, well, what right do you use? You walk around at?
3: Right now, I'm walking around like 172, one seventy two seventy, and I'm getting down to 170. But you're working to get to 160. one sixty. Yeah, I'm fighting one sixty Really? Well, when I was at one sixty eight, I was walking around like one eighty seven, but fat though. You know what I'm saying because I didn't care. I was eating everything. Mm-hmm. I didn't care because I'm like, what do I got to be? I got to be big. So Hey,
4: it was take Johnson. them, move them gummy bears. Bro. No, no, he's, he's fine. If <laughs> he's the, good. The, If the fact that you was fighting in such a bigger way back then and now you're putting, like you said, more love and more yeah, focus yeah, into yeah. the game, him being able to cut down to get to 60 is not going to be that hard. It really Damn, really you like say get down. And the thing wh- is, you, in all honesty, you're only cutting down to hit that number for maybe for 90 it. seconds. Exactly. Is yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe that maybe why guys. everybody be like, the way in. <laughs> they, they, they if they're doing yeah. it right, they, they're at least flexing like that. Cause we know there's probably some yeah. bad stories of people that are cutting the wrong way and they ain't flexing on the scale. They, somebody <laughs> holding a problem in the back. <laughs> <or they like, laughs> yeah. no, what right. real. There, there, there's some like terrible that. stories yeah. about that. Yeah. that, way, man. that man.
1: There's yeah. some
3: terrible. Yeah, stories. my last. My, I'm not going My last time going to 168, um, I was 170, like 179, the day before the win. And I had to cut and starve and sit in a sauna and sit in a hot t- Epsom salt bath to make to make weight for that. I'm saying like so it's, it's some horror stories so for the weight cut thing, man. Like, I, I weigh less right now with no fight coming up. I weigh less than right now than I did the day before that time.
0: So who's before. who's who's your competition right now in your weight class? At
3: 160, I mean, right now boxing is on fire. So at 160 is a lot of talent. Um, there's a Charlos. Canelo, if he ever decides to come back down right now, he's a fantasy He, ain't, but, he, ain't gonna, he ain't Yeah, I not think he'll come back down. Because he but, look hella thick right um, now. Yeah. Triple G. Yeah. He loves tacos. Um, Sergey Dervinchenko. I'm considering because, like, that, that name was already thrown at me. And Dervinchenko is a good fighter, so he's close competition. Andre. 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 yeah. Andre. Mm. Yeah. So, it, I mean, like I said, it, it's, it's, it's it's filled everywhere between from 140 to... All oh, weight classes, they all, they all right. top right now. Like boxing is probably the most talented it's been in a long time right now. Yeah.
4: So, and he's at 160, you know, which like you just brought up the probably the biggest cash cow domestically, Canelo likelihood is he's going up to 68 to fight Billy Joe. Yeah. If they yeah, can yeah, ever yeah. announce that fight. I think hit, they're yeah. just
3: holding off the announcement because of the virus. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So I mean that
4: leaves 60 <sighs> open. There's a pit Damn of opportunity virus. for fighters to be able to get in yeah, and then yeah. within the next 18 to 24 months max you got a lot of 54s that are going to yeah. be coming up and that's around yeah, yeah, yeah. Robin at 54. Yeah, exactly. you yeah. you know, yeah. but, but there's Jamie nobody that. Gear? He's uh, moving up. Well, yeah, I would love to fight him again. I uh, bet you would. That's that's easy money right yeah, He's struggling he to get, make fifty four too. So uh, well he gets hit a lot. Well, he, he made sixty already. He fought Spike yeah. O'Sullivan. It, yeah. it, he's a knockout waiting to happen. Yeah. I mean, let's just keep it honest. If there's anybody okay. that's got any kind of slickness gonna be good.
1: Entertaining to watch, yeah. but yeah. he's just yeah, the, he's not very Skills uh,
4: pay the bills and, and at one sixty it's gonna be tough for him. But yeah. I mean, you got uh, two belts that'll probably come up opening because of Canelo going up. That's going to create a vacuum of other opportunities for title mm-hmm. fights, title eliminator. So, I mean, you just got to be able to get I, into the proper I, I, I sanction body to get going. I
5: don't
3: see Demetrius staying at 60 either. For some reason, I feel like he's going to go up too, mm-hmm. to 68. Why? I just, for some reason, I don't know. Like, I feel like he, because he's not getting the, the money fights that he wants at 60. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to go. I think it was, this is what I see happening. I think Canelo and Billy Joe are going to fight. Mm-hmm. Billy Joe's going to lose. And I think Demetrius is going to fight Billy Joe on the back end, moving up to 68. I don't know. For some reason, that's what I'm seeing.
4: I can see yeah. it somewhat similar with that. Yeah. But I think Andre Morris, he's going to try to, being part of Eddie Hearn, being part of Matt and on that the zone, instead of him priding his belt that he has and mm-hmm. racking up defenses, he's going to chase that Canelo check. And if everybody knows that Canelo's going up to 68, mm-hmm. he's probably been – he puts himself in good discipline to get 260 to hold his belt. But if he can get those extra eight pounds, he's going to go up too. Yeah. And if you are within 16 pounds between 54 and 68 – you should try to go up and go fight Canelo because yeah, win, lose, or draw, you're gonna get paid. We'll get, get paid. the biggest
1: yeah. check. You and Andre, I, I think Andre's due for a big fight. I mean, he's 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 so due for such a big fight and big money fight. And he can he could probably, I'll be honest with you, he could beat probably any of the big names out there.
4: Well, I mean, you know, had those stories that came out, and to have a couple of fighters and folks in the fight game around, just get your perspective on it. Word on the curb was that Charlo got offered the Andre fight by Matchroom, approximately anywhere from six to seven and a half million dollars. Mm. Now, everybody talks about you know the different sides of the street, be it with PBC or whatever. Mm. Can you get it from the fighter's perspective? It's not the fighters that are scared of the smoke. It's more of the business, more often yeah, than not when a, when a contract 100%. comes 100%. across. yeah, In, yeah, in, yeah, yeah.
3: in yeah. reality, I don't think there's any fighters that are really afraid of other fighters. Yeah. I don't think none of us are afraid of it. I mean, of course, you you, you got to weigh the, your, your chances, but I think it's all about the check and all about the opportunity. If you offer me... If you say you're gonna fight somebody on the level of of of, of uh, Demetrius, for example, who's all at the top, and you're gonna give me two million dollars, or I can fight this guy who's I'm gonna kill, and I can make one point five million dollars, why not just take the one point five million dollars for the, the less risk? You know I'm saying, yeah. then you know I'm saying, and you like, getting better, and you
2: are improving. Exactly, you
3: know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I think that's what it's all about. It's not about being afraid of somebody. It's just. Knowing your worth and understanding the business aspect mm-hmm. of it. And that's the part that killed me when I, when I first turned pro is it's not about the best fighting the best like it was in the amateurs. Mm-hmm. When you think about you go to the National Golden gloves back in the days, you're fighting future world champions back to back. Mm-hmm. You know just I'm five days about, in a row. Yeah, bro. you're fighting future world champions. You don't <laughs> even know. But now it's about making the best choices for your career because one loss to throw you all the way off and all that. Yeah. So I don't really think anybody's afraid of anybody. It's just about the smartest business choice. So, I think that's why that fight didn't happen. Just about the money. Like, yeah, you said, he might have offered, let's say, five or six million dollars for this fight. But then... Uncle, I was like, okay, but I'm gonna offer you two million now. Two million in seven months. Two million. Is, 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 hey, here is, go like, two million underneath the exactly. table. Exactly. Like yeah. so, here go, here go so, another two. So why? Dude, know what I'm saying
4: Because like, like, at the end of the day, you're leaving out of the ring less of a man or woman than you were going into the ring. Exactly. So there's there's a business acumen to it, and even as fight fans, they have to understand that. Exactly. As much as you might want to see those fighters compete on a family, regular basis, a you got to be able to live a legacy. Exactly. After you leave out is the this ring.
2: the same Charlo he was supposed to fight back in the day? He turned down because he wanted more money.
4: Um, that was when he was at 54. The, that was the, oh, that's the, at sixty. Okay, 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 okay. So was it Jermell, the one that's at 60 now? That's yeah. the one that they so that, yeah, that yeah, Eddie yeah. tried to present to yeah, him. Yeah, you know, yeah. gave him a contract. Look, we can make this fight happen. Because for both fighters, if there was no contract and no, no street issues, yeah. it would make sense for them to fight because it consolidates the division. It creates an actual reason for a Canelo who's probably not going to go back down Think to 60 to come like, out and uh, fight.
2: Al hamer has been good to Charlo, so mm-hmm. they, their loyalty stands with. Yeah. Hamid, so yeah. like, I,
3: fought, I fought one of them. I don't know which one I fought.
2: You fought the 60 p- No, yeah, you, Jerm- you you fought the sixty pounder when he was at one fifty four. They, they the same person. <laughs> <laughs> they
3: family. Yeah. They, the they family. family. They the
2: same person. I uh, nah, they they're super
3: talented though. Super, a lot of power. Yeah. They both great, but yeah, it just like you said, i i takes care of mm-hmm. who he takes care of, and, like, and yep. I'm not going. If I'm a fighter that I was taking care of, I'm not going. Cross that bridge on the other side for a fight. That's risky. You know what I'm saying like why? When I was like no, stay home. I'm gonna
2: feed you this, this, this. You know what I'm saying like that's okay. Like Good steady big paydays. Yeah.
0: Right, yeah. cool. So, Dennis, Mama's boy, Doug, man AKA
3: Hello Inside, Mexican. the Black Mexican. AKA Aquaman,
0: Outkline <laughs> <Al> man. <laughs> 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 Lake Me? Is that Lake Mead water? Is that that Lake Mead water? <laughs> <laughs> Next up, let me get this name right. Cause I don't want no problems with this dude. Uh, there's no end in. Uh, no <laughs> <N>. end. <laughs> it ain't Quan. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Quan'tavious Cash. What up? King Cash. What's up, man? Chilling,
2: man. You
0: know me. I see you, man. This hey, it's it's, it's your, your your demeanor is scary.
2: <laughs> why you say that? Because I told
0: you. you <laughs> why you think your your flyer picture look like that, bro? When I I'm like you smiling <laughs> now. You smiling now. You having fun, <laughs> but you look like you're ready to get in somebody's ass every time, buddy. We ain't playing no games, Mister Cash. What's up, brother? Chillin man. Just hey, man. Look, running, man. thanks for coming back, man. Thank you. I know Thank I botched the shit, time. but uh, hey, that's why I like doing this shit live. Yeah, hey, Charles. Yes. Who you talking to, man? <laughs>
4: <laughs> to your parole officer. <laughs> Wondering why you talking so loud at home right now,
0: <laughs> Mister Cash. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself, brother.
2: Uh, you know, from Atlanta, Georgia, uh, moved to Vegas in 2014. Had a little altercation. I got shot 2013. Fought three weeks later. My mother just told me I was spending too much time in the streets. Right. And you know, not dedicating myself to boxing like I should. You know, being from Atlanta, the uh, the talent it's not that it's not that big down there. It's not like Vegas where I have the best work in the gym. So right, I would right. go to the gym for like an hour. You know, then go hustle for the rest of the day, barely making weight, just, you know. just. Damn, you just, said an hour? Yeah, just got to go to the gym, spar, get my rounds in, hit the bag, and then I'm going to make some money. So my mother's like, if you're going to give yourself a real shot at being a boxer, go to the Boston Mecca, hit somebody up, find a find a trainer. Right. So <laughs> I end up uh, reaching out to my homeboy, Kevin Newman, and asking him, like, yo, you think Edel Mustafa will train me? Because at the time he had Badu, he had uh, Ishe. I had Ben Sennem, like, what about The a money team. Yeah, he had pretty much everybody, so I end up uh, trying to get in contact with him. But he ended up calling me before I can call him first. And we right. just stayed in touch, and I just moved on the whim, like a, a week notice. I just moved. Like, time to fight, go. Time to go. Didn't but fight I, the grain. Yeah, but I, I got introduced to Boston in a different way. You know, my uh, my aunt married a Cuban, so mm. my, my uncles are Cuban. They don't speak good English, and they have no rules. So... <laughs> So while my mother my mother used to uh, sell drugs. Right. She used to be out of town a lot, San Diego, just on the on the run. And uh she had sent me to my uncle's house and he let me do whatever I wanted. Keep the door open all night. You know, I'm like five, six years old outside by myself, three o'clock in the morning. So uh one time, my first fight, my first time actually getting into a fight, I was forced to fight. This dude came up to my sister and told her you know, I think my little brother can beat your little brother up. My sister's like, no, you know, we're we not fighting. we just all having fun. He was like, they don't fight. I'm fucking both of y'all up. Mm. I'm kicking both of y'all ass. So we end up fighting, and I, I won. And that I was just it? I love with it, yeah. <laughs> like I'm a whoop ass for the
0: fun yeah. of it, not make well, this a career. Well,
2: all through my life, I don't know if it was like a thing in, in Atlanta where it was like a fight club, like, <laughs> just a the thing they're doing in the hood, like, bring the gloves out. Right, right. you right. Yeah, and not them fight. Like, the drug doesn't make us fight. The kids. It's like entertainment for them. They're on the block all day. They bored. They got know, action on it on the yeah, sides. Put, put, you know, we're going we to put money on this this guy, that guy. Okay,
0: but did y'all get a little payoff, though?
2: Yeah. like oh, okay. Like, so, so, once I got older, so. <laughs>
0: Look at Dennis. So, like, so
2: <laughs> so I, this is crazy. So, so my mother did real good hustling. So, we moved out the hood and then. She caught this big case and you know, they when they seize everything, now you That's back. A in, rap. Now
0: you, know, you right back in it.
2: Back in it. So we back in on the other side of town now. <laughs> so this is like uh sixth grade. And I'm I'm still catching like public transportation bus across town to go to my old school. So when I get back, these kids in this neighborhood, they already have the school bus. So now I gotta I gotta survive to get home. To right. Get to my to get to my door. So we went from that to like the dope boys over there, you know, like, oh I'm just just put the gloves on. So they put the gloves on every day and I'm winning and I'm making money. She's like, where you get this money from? I'm like, I'm, I'm fighting outside. I'm going to be a boss when I grow up. She's like, nah, you going to school, you going to be a politician or something. I was making good grades and I just fell in love with it, man. Cause I was forced to do it so much till it, j- it just became normal. Right. That's why now, like people think, it, they think I'm weird because <clears throat> I can fight without being mad. I can, I can hurt somebody without, without being mad. I, I don't have to get in a, a, another mood to
0: see that's dangerous.
2: It is, but
4: it's... That's it's just, dangerous. That's an extreme level of discipline and focus, too. means... Yeah, that's... Yeah. That's dangerous, it, though. That's like... Wah, wah.
0: And go back know. to right what you're doing.
2: Yeah. I don't like... It. I wish... I'm the opposite. I gotta get built up. I, I wish, like... Your I your can get nervous, to too.
4: <laughs> what? This like, his mama used to do that. You know, he'd be sitting there. She'd be <laughs> reading her Bible. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be reading the Bible, watching Jeopardy. He'd come in late. Hit his ass two times and go yeah,
2: this back n- there. <laughs> yeah, this nigga go.
4: Right back to the moment.
2: Yeah. So, I think there's something <laughs> different I bring to the game. You know, and just like Dan it's like having no fear, but I, I wish I did have some fear, though. Why? I don't know. Just so I can be a little more alert.
0: Hmm. Okay.
2: Explain that, though. I'll tell you why. So, I just did this TV show, The Contender, season five. You know, it's lit. You know, we get into the house. And, <clears throat> you know, everybody's kind of like pre, pre-matching fights, like off camera, like. You know, when you on a TV show, they, they shoot from like 7.30 in the in the morning. mornings, like 11 at night. So the only time you get free time is when you naked in the showers or, you know, you got to sneak off and have conversations, whatever. So once I found out who I was fighting, I realized this dude was scared of me. Like he was nervous. Like he was shaking. So when, I, when they finally called me out, we probably redid this one scene probably like 12 times. And by the seventh time, his lips was trembling. He, he, he got to make himself mad to want to fight. And I'm like, oh, this is easy. This is easy work. I had a hard time making weight. I'm like, I don't even worry about being dehydrated. Like, this is probably be the easiest fight ever. Right. Get in a fight. I just didn't have no respect for him. And I ended up getting clipped. And it was a fight where, you know, most times people get knocked out or or, or beat up. Like, they get hit a lot. It was only two punches that I didn't see. Like, just, I mean, over a course of, like, three rounds. Like, okay. I, I'm, I'm winning everything except for the. I just had no respect for them. I think they were just so dumb. But if I would have had butterflies or if I was a little nervous, a little more cautious, I think I would have boxed them better. Because not saying I'm scared, but when I get in the ring with somebody like Dennis Duggan, he's bigger than me, stronger than me, but I'm sharp. So when I spar him, it's like I'm on point.
0: Laser point? <laughs>
2: Laser point. He'll tell you, like, you're not <laughs> no, getting sorry. you're not getting that shit off. But then I go spar somebody that I should be beating up on. And it's like, why the fuck you letting this dude hit you? Like, I don't this know why. actually just happened it in the just gym. Happened. Like It just last happened week,
3: gym. Like, me and him sparred two weeks ago and like, he's on point. You feel me like, it's hard for me to get shots over. He's doing great. Then I watched him spar somebody that I don't consider him as good as me and this person is hitting him with, with shots and I'm like, you never let me hit you with <laughs> that. <laughs> like, 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 what's going you on? Ain't going no you ain't getting away with that but shit. But he didn't care. You feel me like, yeah. he's like, the kid can't hit hard so he didn't care. Yeah. So he, I'm Right. Like, like So it's crazy.
2: So I, sometimes I feel like a walking zombie. Like, <laughs> Nah, dead serious because, like, I should have more respect for people. When, I mean, in the ring, not as a person, but. Right, when, when you get in the ring, right, right. Yeah, I don't spar everybody. I've been in count with, like, 14 world champions. I'm not nervous to get in the ring with nobody, but it's just the time, It's just, I got to treat everybody the same. If I treat everybody like I treat Dennis and, like, these other world champions, I'd be great. So, now my manager is, he's like, uh, you know, instead of just building you up, I think I'm going to throw you in there because I he think I'm going to swim. He don't, he don't think I'm going to So,
0: so. What is it gonna take for you to get to that mindset, though? I gotta treat everybody like, like I mean, like Dennis. Like, it, see, I can't see. It's like
2: I I have that mindset when I'm sparring people that I shouldn't be in a ring with. Like Dennis mm. is way more experienced, so it's like Dennis is here, I'm here, I'm still learning, but I always rise to the occasion. But when I'm sparring people out here, then it's just like.
0: It's the flip side. Now they rising up yeah to catch to catch you. Yeah, you know, like one, one thing I like to do,
2: I like to get kicked out of camp with world champions. You know, if I if I go to camp with world champion, I want him to be uncomfortable. I want him to say, I don't want to spot this guy no more.
0: Mm-hmm. So What that, weight class are
2: you uh fighting it? I fight one fifty four. I fought sixty before too, but I, I really fought sixty for the, the uh the T V show The Contender. Okay. But now I'm going down to fifty four. But,
4: but how how tall are you? Like six one. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, Long. I, yeah Long. I walk. I walk
2: around like one eighty five. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. But the weight come off so easy, man. That's like, crazy. I'm I'm looking like where you lose the weight at though. Like what's easy. what's not right now? Probably like one seventy five right now. What the 175 weight
0: leave. Like where is it coming from? Like where where do you lose it at? A like, lot of a lot just, of water. Oh, okay. Of water. Yeah. No no yeah. shots. None none of that's a rock. Shout out to Diddy. Nah, um, man. I eat pretty <laughs> <it's> clean, bro. <though. laughs> you know, I'm still lean, like. The, right. Right. Lean guy. So who's in your weight class that you gonna You know have To contend with Charlo, uh, Laura,
2: Jared Heard, Brian Costano, uh, Ares 90 Laura. I'm supposed to start sparring him next next week. Mm. Um, J Rock, J Rock, Mugia. We got a, a a guy that offered me to fight, Charles Conwell. He's, he's pretty good. He actually just he bossed a guy like two fights ago and the guy died, Patrick Day. Yeah, um, rest in, rest in peace, in peace Pat. yeah, Patrick Day. Man, we, you got so many guys at 54, that's so wide open, weight class. Oh, you got Tony Harrison.
4: And that was a good scrap. I was out there in Ontario yeah, think, at the end of, I think of the year
3: yeah, against Charla. was a good I scrap. Fifty four is like the most, the best weight class right mm-hmm. like yeah. now.
1: There's no, could hold it's, it's, a, it's, it's no king. Everybody it's can, can get, get fifty four. Yeah. There's no king class. get fifty four. Rock paper scissors in fifty four. Yeah,
4: for real. You man. see what just happened over the course of let's just say eighteen months or so. You had Jared Hurd, which was looked at as being the number one guy because he took out Lara. Yeah, and then he took a tough L in his hometown against J Rock. An excellent performance. J Rock had that layoff. And then yeah. he went back home, fought Rosario. I forgot Jason Rosario. Yeah, yeah. Rosario. got got beat up got bad. Beat up bad. Yeah, got beat up bad. And then he passed on the rematch. Um, what it sounds like is from Breadman, basically that there was work on the shoulder that was being shoulder done
2: and his eyes too. Yeah, I mean, he man. took, he took
4: a he took a good shot. Yeah. So just like that, you turned those those primary belts mm-hmm. over a couple of times. And it's crazy. Yeah. And then he had Rosario. Charlo and Harris.
3: And you got resist. Like this is why I say he's fucking resistant, because Rosario lost to uh, the boy, Conway, right? Not nah, a boy that J. Rod just beat. Kirk? The boy from Jamaica. The, the Nathaniel Gallimore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I forgot I Gallimore. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. just so crazy. Like, it's going back and forth. It's going, yeah. you don't know who can win.
2: That's yeah. why I like my weight class, because I feel like w- with my boxing skills, I'm a, I am think I could rise to the occasion. Like, right. These are guys I'm not supposed to beat. But it's the same way in the gym when you, when I'm putting the doghouse against guys. It's like, man, I remember when I first got to floor gym, they was betting to see if I was going to get knocked out. This before I met anybody, before I knew Dennis, before I knew anybody on the money team. They put me in there with somebody. They just knocked somebody out. It was like, <laughs> yo, like, they thought I was going to get knocked out. And I rose to the occasion. So I got to keep doing that more. But right. It, it always come when I'm, like, uh, when I'm the underdog, when I'm supposed to do good, so. I as, long as you, I keep that mindset. I'm good.
4: If you can hold 54 for a while, too, that's that's gonna be a honey pot of opportunity. Because mm-hmm. the 47s, yeah. the ones that are coming up, yeah. they might be talented fighters, but for mm-hmm. the most part, they're they're small. They're small. Yeah. yeah. You know. I yeah. think I
2: have reached my peak. I think I don't think I'm growing no more. Because I had a growth spurt when I when I moved to Vegas in 2014. So I think I'm done. So I think 54. I'll be here for a while.
0: I want a growth spurt.
4: <laughs> You're 40. You don't need a grow. It's over? 40. It's uh, over, man. My shit don't matter no more? No. It's over. Man. It's a wrap, son. <laughs> yeah. Prep parade is gone, son. <laughs> you don't need to run it. the point no more. No, it's no, it's no, over. No, you ain't got to <laughs> kick shit over here. That's why i
0: need coaching right now, huh? It's over. It's a wrap, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Cortavia's Cash.
4: Yeah.
0: My brother to the left of me, man. Uh, you kind of put everything in, in together a little bit. You know, behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, taking all the heat.
1: Yeah. Um, Hold up, why? Oh, sorry. My bad.
0: Damn,
1: Juan. Go ahead, go ahead, go
0: ahead. ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Juan <laughs> Is it Planco?
1: Placio. Placio. Yeah.
0: Mr. Juan Placio in the building. Go ahead, Juan, the floor is yours. Arsenal boxing. Um I'm sorry, hold on. Juan Placio. Arsenal boxing in the building. <laughs> Juan, holla at the folks.
1: Yeah, man. Just um, you know, I'm I'm one of those guys behind the scenes that kinda puts fights together and, and tries to help um help fighters build their brand a little bit sponsorships endorsements right uh podcast spots gang gang you know okay. this type of thing um which i which i wasn't uh introduced to you by uh by uh I'm not gonna say her government because she doesn't really like it. But uh, honey, honey, Denakala, Dinakawa. Yeah, spoken yeah, yeah. words, finest. Knowing her, she believe it or not, when I first moved to Las Vegas in 2003, she was actually the first, the first person I met. Right, right, because yeah, she's yeah. in the community,
0: tough though. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. She, give she's, it back.
1: She's she's, tough. She's, a good, she's a good woman. So, uh, so yeah, man. You know, I'm behind the scenes, yeah, I'm that guy that uh, they'll either thank <laughs> or, or they'll tell. They'll tell me to fuck off. <laughs> One or the other, you know what I'm saying? So what you've been getting more lately of though? It's been quiet lately, so you know, yeah. Is,
0: is that because of the, the, the carnivores? Like what's going on? Because of the what?
1: Carnivores.
0: The carnivores. The, the dinosaur virus?
4: <laughs> you can't blame that on Clark County education, right? Yeah, you can. Chaparral.
1: Carnivores.
0: Uh, <laughs> The Corona guy, shit, silent right now, man.
1: Yeah, it's been um, uh, last year. Uh, one of the guys I was working with, he got a, a hand injury. Uh, so he's he's been out for a little bit. And then um, another guy I just recently signed, Paul Anthony. We were getting moving. We were getting ready to bring him out here. Uh, he's from New York City out in Gleason's Gym. Uh, and we were getting ready to bring him out here to uh, for a fight in May. And... Then all of a sudden, everybody started getting sick. And everybody started coughing. Yeah, <coughs> every, every, commissions. Everybody just started canceling everything. So that fight technically hasn't been canceled yet, um, but th- they're still waiting to make a, even a decision if they're going to put it on or not. So, right. Yeah. So. What so, insects guys. got
4: the ban on fights until the end of March currently?
1: Yeah, I think March 25th is when they're going to hold their next meeting. Yeah. California State Athletic Commission. They, I think they just uh, they until shut for it down. Notice, yeah, mm-hmm. until further notice. Yeah. All combat sports. I think
0: everything will be ready in April.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I think so. In April and May. So. Yeah, everything be ready to happen. Let's hope. Everybody. They're still going on in Mexico. Yeah, it what? This weekend. Yeah. You feel me? They're <laughs> what still the hell? going on in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I was, it? I was, I was you talking you to a me? promoter down there this morning. He was like, T- shit, show's still got to go on.
0: We live in, you know, we
1: living <laughs> sloppy, son. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs>
0: we ain't got no toilets out here, son. Shitting <laughs> in the hole. <laughs> Creed is real. He's a fuck about is. no flu.
1: Yeah, so, hey, you know, I mean, it they're going on. They're going on. And I'm not going to take any of my fighters down there, but for so the time. How, how
0: many fighters them. are you uh, holding on to right now?
1: So right now, currently, I'm, and I'm 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 one of those managers. I'm, I'm first off, I don't have a huge deep pocket, so I'm not the Al Haymans or. You know, all those other huge names of boxing. I, I never really wanted to... Just answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> How many fights you got? Well, let me tell
5: you, what are you So when I was 15,
4: <laughs> right, it sounded like somebody hadn't filed a taxi.
1: <laughs> I just got an extension, man. Come
5: on, man.
4: <laughs>
1: no, I, I, um, I only work with a small handful. So there's two right now, and then two other ones that uh, I'm still in talks with about, okay. about getting them on. So the two... Uh, that I'm working with right now is Dylan Parsley, uh, who's Dennis's cousin uh, out of New York City as well. Team Sniper. He's actually I'm wearing a shirt right now. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Pew, um, pew. He. It's a 22. <laughs> 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 I had to do it. He said sniper. <laughs> uh, and then, um, and then Paul Anthony, who's also out of Gleason's gym as well. Okay. So, and then I'm talking to uh, to a guy out of California, Mexican cat. So
0: how's the re- the, re- the recruiting thing going? Like like so, I
1: know you last time you would say you
0: said you don't want to step on nobody's toes. Like how does that work? I don't know. I don't know if you
1: can go in depth in detail. <laughs> well, see, but this, if this, I was a, this would happen sometimes. Sometimes you know people will introduce you to people you know to fighters that need representation, and then shit just goes array. And <laughs> Next thing you know, you're Listen. kicked out of gyms, and people don't want to like, see you anymore. I'm like, I'm
3: like Juan's a scout. I, said, I like Juan guy because, like, I know Juan's good people. And right. He has the yeah. best intentions when it comes to fighters, and I've dealt with scumbag from managers. So, when I see a fighter that's struggling, or whatever, I try to introduce him to Juan if I think they have talent. Because I know Juan looks out for everybody's best interest. Right. So I saw a fighter. I think I think he's super talented. I told Juan to come check him out.
1: <laughs> so not- it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Juan almost got beat up in the gym. <laughs> So you walk. Next thing you know, I'm surrounded by like ten people.
0: I'm like, what? Well, whoa! So you just you got fussed, surrounded man. just by saying uh, you just came to say what's up? Uh, yeah, not even what up. You just came and look. Yeah. Okay, so you know, we didn't ta- set your about ass up. Low key, no. nah, I
3: ain't gonna lie to you. Though, but I, it, whether I set him up or not, he's supposed to talk to me outside. He he threw me right in the door. He was like, Yo, Dennis, come here. <laughs> Dennis, the one that told me about
5: it.
0: <laughs> 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 So he had So you just can't pop up At no At the gym Anybody's gym Well You gotta be invited No Officially invited Nah You shouldn't be able to do that man
1: But But I mean There is rules to it You know what I'm saying Like you go and introduce yourself To the To the To the owners And things like that And you know You talk to them And But this Particular Incident I've known The gym owner For at least a couple years now And uh, I always thought We were on good standings And Um I, that apparently, apparently <laughs> not. So, you know, he Jeez. he uh, shit happens, and you know, he said, uh, "Don't come back to my gym until further notice." So Damn. There was a lot of there was a lot of words said in between that, but yeah.
0: That's why you got to recruit by uh, IG, <laughs> <laughs> Facebook. <I laughs> slide in <DL>. <laughs> DM. Slide in DM. I'm gonna <laughs> start doing that, man. Like these college yeah. coaches, they they hitting you.
1: <laughs> they ain't gotta come to you no more. They hitting oh, you before man. they had to come to you and see you. Yeah, yeah. And now you can get. A you know yeah so so it's uh it's 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 just a different process you know what i'm saying of, of i guess recruiting fighters I, I i really do rely on dennis a lot um you know i help dennis out o- occasionally with a few things for his fights and things like that and uh, we got you know i got a pretty good rapport with dennis and i like the man and his family so right. uh, when he says something i you know i take his word for it and he, he pretty much knows what he's talking about so and a boy yeah. can fight yeah, yeah. cuz if he
0: was a bum you wouldn't be fucking with him <laughs> <laughs> just keep it one <laughs> Hey, just open them, CJ. Damn.
4: Look, I'm trying to give some kind of podcast <laughs> etiquette <and> not be. <laughs> yeah, because I'm trying to find fighters. and. <laughs> hey, you over here with the. <laughs> I'm trying to be polite over here. Uh, uh,
0: okay. Arsenal boxing. Yes, sir. In the building. And follow me oh. on
1: Instagram. I need to build my uh, Instagram. Hey, I'm with you, bit. brother. I'm just starting that shit. Like, I'm old yeah. school. I'm still on Facebook. Yeah.
0: All right. <laughs> I got Black Planet, oh, MySpace. It's an old man app. <laughs> <laughs> it's the OG app. <laughs> <episode. laughs> <laughs> Black Planet? I
2: ain't even, uh, You man. ain't never had no hey. Black
0: Planet profile? Ah, oh, you no, on? I'm you missing young. out, bro. Yeah, I didn't have one either. I didn't either. Shit, nah. bro. Man, you over there showing your age the, right that's there, that's nigga. You older than man. me. Fuck <laughs> 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 so,
3: Hey,
4: was, uh, cold world over there, your Black Planet.
0: Hey. CJ what's up man Of course you can Because uh, I'm eating much Yeah that's so why I got your ass uh, If this y'all is...
4: want to sponsor For the taste Or black on track Motz we'll, we'll holler at you They good for the coronavirus Bro <laughs>
0: Bro uh, This mm. this next guy Man I've been knowing this dude 20 plus years uh, Used to bust his ass in the gym uh, That's how That's how You know that camaraderie started When you can't dribble the ball against me You know we gotta Am I No Am I calling you Yeah No CJ Wait, Duncan, when, for the taste show. What's up, bro? Oh, I ain't, ain't letting him get a word a in.
4: When you can't get into the car because you don't know how to shoot outside of six feet. Yeah. So if you if you want to really go there about it. Uh, yeah. I was a driver. <laughs> yeah. Shooting was Ed like, uh, allergic to a jump shot. Now, no, give a fuck. What's good, uh, uh The Greek freak don't shoot. He's seven foot tall. Well,
0: in my head I was seven foot.
4: That's all that matter. That's all that fucking matter, man. Look, stop pumping his hair. <laughs> I almost to say for too. You feel me? I feel what it. What the man. fuck you
0: talking about, Charles? <laughs> CJ
4: Duncan for the Taste Show. What's up, bro? Bishop Chandra, <laughs> Lattimore <laughs> Coleman III, Esquire Incorporated. What up, man?
0: What's up, dog? Man, let, let everybody know uh, your boxing background, though. It's 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 legendary. You ain't even boxed, but it's legendary.
4: Yeah, um, even though that's funny because I'm I'm still recovering <laughs> over a, a detached retina surgery. So you thought that I was fighting? <laughs> Uh, True story. That's why I'm wearing these glasses right now. When I looks like I've been smoking. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. um, Yeah, the fight game's been, it's the family history. It's the reason why we lived out here and grew up out here. Uh, My stepfather may rest in peace. Yes, uh, sir. During the the 80s. Uh, Easiest way to say it is between the Ali run, the Tyson run. You know, he held a piece of the heavyweight crown back in 86, Mr. Greg Page. Greg Page. Um, My mother worked. From anywhere from street operations down to fight promotions on floor sites for Don King promotions during the glory run. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I helped Antoine to be able to not live at home. Who the fuck is Antoine? Antoine Bishop. (laughs) Lamont. Stop Uh, telling my government name. Oh, Charles. See, (laughs) uh, to, to be able to, to go out there and go run the streets uh, (laughs) with team Tyson because he could actually play a little bit. So, um. Shout out to Team Tyson. We go hoop with them over at now the world's largest strip club. It used to be a, a sporting house. A, yep, a fitness center. Behind um, circus, circus. Yeah, you know, keep up with the fight game. Even on our podcast, before the taste, we end up talking business, boxing, and bullshit. A lot of time we talk about the fight game. We looking at the the numbers, the back end side of it, because that was what always interested me. Um, my family being in the fight game, seeing how fighters come up, sometimes how they lose out, mm. and just seeing how the business of the fight game was. It actually made it to where it wanted me to get into business. Uh, and to get into my current profession here now. So we look at it on the back end of it, you know, always respect the fighters because um, without them, none of the folks would make the money they make. Right. And uh, what Max Kellerman said at best is probably one of my favorite quotes, uh, that when boxing is done right, it's everybody's favorite sport. right? You know, because it, it brings together the events that no other sport can kind of recreate, um, the passions, the will, the energy, the commitment that people have to do. And there's a lot of fighters in the game that don't get the respect they need to for putting – through the grind and getting through that process to help people to get on TV. I mean there's a lot of hard labor that goes in from every level of the game and every fighter aspires to be able to get to that top spot too. Right. So I respect the grind from start to finish. But yeah, we usually just talk about the fight game more on the the dollars and cents of it more than what's in in the ring. I mean, so we still talk about was, it a little
0: bit. Too. Uh, name some of the fighters that we we snuck in. We didn't even have to sneak in and see. We had we were sitting up front.
4: I was like, was not it no sneaking in." Um, we was
0: up front. We had credentials.
4: Was and we were teenagers too. Yeah, lucky enough to be able to see you know Chavez Sr. Yep. officially lose against Frankie Randall. Mm-hmm. Lucky enough to see him when he should have lost against Premier Whitaker mm-hmm. in, in the Alamo Dome.
0: Um, Prince, Prince Nassim
4: then. Yeah, got to see Nassim. Yeah. Trinidad coming up. Big we were, nose. We were actually at Tyson Seldon the night oh, when who, Pac shot. Did you the, ask the question? Yeah, he asked. <laughs> <"Hey, this> one, <laughs> like, you want to be able to relive his own memories? Like, yeah, that sure, that sure was, nice.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs>
4: I, I had all my finest no white
0: teeth. He, like, he was like,
3: who do we see? We yeah. saw a Prince.
0: <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't let him forget yeah. Nassim. So, no, was, let, me, let me flip the question back to you. I'm sorry. What, what was
4: your most memorable fight that we went to as a kid? Oh, uh, man. That dude got shot afterwards. Dude got shot. About Pop Night, yeah. Oh, Tyson uh, Selden, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's everybody's. I mean, that's 30 for 30 for that one. I mean, you're yeah. supposed to be trying to dig into the crates on this. Nah, that's
0: the most memorable because Nick,
4: that pop, we just happened to
0: be in the same facility, you know. We didn't know that was going on, we just yeah. being teenagers, yeah, yeah. There you was, know what um, I'm saying? Though that's but no, the Trinidad, the first time seeing Trinidad, and uh, we was the only one yelling his
4: name. Yeah.
0: And after he won, he looked out, he was, <laughs> and we was the only one yelling his name. It was empty, he was undercard. Um, so top like, five,
4: top five box fades of all time in boxing history. Oh yeah, like this fade Used to be on point, perfect <laughs> box.
0: I just remember Trinidad looking now, our way, me, Eugene, and uh, he was just looking. He was like, "Cause we were the only ones just yelling, you know." And I forgot who he beat up though, but he was smooth. So we just happened to be in the building. Okay, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, ask your question. I apologize. Man, uh, keep question. going, sir. I can't stand this.
4: Um, <laughs> the Lord told me not to cuss your ass out on a Sunday Can I just say
0: Can I give a shout out real quick cool. uh, Shout out to Mama Paige Still fine um, Ladies and gentlemen <laughs>
4: This episode of Black on Track Is about to be shut down Because Some furniture about to get goddamn moved in here We keep talking about our Mama bless your heart Mama Who's on quarantine right now Cause she older And you know We don't want to have any issues You know, gotta, gotta keep us separated
0: Let's talk about uh, Just growing up uh, In the boxing household
4: uh, uh, That's a good transition.
0: Right, right. Um, dealing with um, Pops, uh, uh, Greg Page. Dealing with that. Because um, he was on the road a lot. Yeah. Come back home. Uh, what's his nick- what was his nickname? We called him what? He was Gargamel. <laughs> Shit had to be clean boy.
4: <laughs> My mama gave him that nickname. Too.
0: <laughs> Shout out to the champ.
4: <laughs> now, the wild part, when you... Well, you guys are, are fighters too, that being gone and travelling for work that you, you come in and then you go. Mm-hmm. What is it as far as with your mindset, how can you set yourselves up when you gotta leave to go to camp? You know, what keeps you focused when you know you gotta go away from home, from, you know, your loved ones, your children, to be able to get yourself and get your mind right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anybody for me, I mean
3: Dennis. when I go away to camp like like Cash said earlier, I touched on I, I I agree the same thing like when I go to somebody else's camp, my goal is to get kicked out. You know i saying like I try to beat them up. I want to beat them up and get back home. You know what I'm saying Cause I'm leaving my daughter to come out here for your fight, which I hate doing anyway because I'm not a sparring partner. That's the mentality I have. So I'm, I'm I have a chip on my shoulder when I go to somebody else's camp anyway because I I'm not a sparring partner. Mm. I, I want to be a champion myself. Right. So as much as I love going to camp because I like to see how these world champions and do their camps and I try to pick up as much as I can but my goal is to always get kicked out. So like mm-hmm. when I'm in camp if if I'm there the whole time I kind of look at it as a fail. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I wanna, I want to get kicked get out of the bad. camp. Um, mm-hmm. So like I said but then like I said I, I pick up so much like I've been in like I said as well Kovalev, Canelo um and just Kodo. I've been in like some top camps. So it's been a it's been a, a blessing to watch how world champions Develop week or week by week, you know I'm mm-hmm. and I'm um, try to soak that information up while I'm there. But again, like I want to beat you up and get kicked out. I want mm-hmm. you. I want y'all to be like, damn, like who's this kid? Like I love going to camp when they don't know me, so mm-hmm. they put me in second because they have like. one I love <laughs> they, it. Yeah, like, I love when me, they do that. Put me in second, thinking like <laughs> I'm the easy work.
0: Right. Yeah.
3: I'm gonna try <laughs> to beat your face. <laughs> up. Like, I've never been second in somebody else's camp. For more than one day, like, <laughs> I'm trying like they put me in second. That first day, the second day, like put him, first, yeah. put him first. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, so,
0: so, what, so being first and second, well, what's the difference? It's disrespect- so yeah. you put you put you you typically
3: put, the, the person will put the easier work on the back end. On the back end. really? Yeah, because right. you want to be sharp. You want to be in at your best for the first guy. Mm. So you put the easier work second. So if you don't know me, like the first time I went to um, Canelo's camp, Grant just a while ago. The Kirkland fight, cause I'm left-handed. Canelo and them didn't they didn't know me, so they had another guy from England. They put him in first, and I knew the other guy from England I'm like, mm, I don't think you want to put me second, but okay. Mm-hmm. They put him first. He did. He got beat up. Whatever. He gets out. I get in there like, yeah, he's just gonna do two rounds because he's only doing six. So they're for the other guy.
0: Oh, okay. So you, just- I,
3: I only got to do two rounds. <laughs> Easy. I tried to kill Canelo. <laughs> 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 so then that second time they put me in first. You know what I'm saying like, so it's just. I mean, like, you go to camp, you just, like I said, try to learn as much as you can, but you challenge yourself. That's the type of things I try to do when I'm out. Pick up as much as I can from whoever I'm working with. Yeah. Look at stuff that they do in their camp, mm-hmm. how they're eating, their mentality, um, what they take out of sparring. Because some fighters don't spar and go out, try, go all out trying to kill. Some spar. some fight, um, nah, Some fighters work on certain things when it's sparring. Like, I remember I was in David Lemieux's camp, and the second day, they go... They don't, they don't punch out at all. They're like, all right, just jabs and body shots. You can't throw no crosses, no hooks. They just, mm. let me work on police hands, body shots the right way, different things like that. So I look mm. at all that type of stuff and try to see what I can take back home for myself. You okay. Know, you know I'm mm. saying? Like, that's see,
2: me, I'm not going off the camps no more. I got a kid now. It's just bad for my mental. Like, okay, I did a camp in uh, Japan. I was supposed to fight in Tokyo last mm. summer, and I was sick over there. I was like, I got to I can't wait to get home. Mm. I couldn't even enjoy it the way I wanted to because right. I wanted to be home. But I've been blessed to, you know, be in the spotlight Vegas where a lot of guys come to their camp right here. So yeah. it's, it's just a phone call. I'm like, "Yo, you want to spar today?
0: Yeah, come on." Oh, okay. I yeah. see. So no. it's, it's kind of so you. So if you're not doing your own camp, you go to a camp to help that person get ready for the fight. Yeah, and you just fight that guy or who everybody. No, just just
2: that guy. Like most of the times, like you know, you get put on payroll. You'll just get you'll just be there just for your time. Like I remember my first camps with like Ishay. I only sparred him like two times, but I got paid for
4: like six weeks. Stand up, Vegas first, you know, official world champion. I got Ishay Smith, so he
2: he just paid for my time just in case he needed me. But you know, after we started sparring more, he was like, "This is the better work." So he started using me all the time for like. Three years, <laughs> right, right, and nobody else. He fired everybody else, and just kept me. So,
4: okay, you know, you know, and to that that thought and that comment that you guys made about only wanting to be in somebody's mm-hmm. camp long enough to get your asses kicked out, meaning that you put in the work. Put in the work. It's yeah. a it's a stigma that fighters can end up getting to where they get too comfortable just being a sparring partner. They never yeah. see themselves being mm, the man because exactly. they're helping the man get there.
2: Yeah, I got it, a story about that too. Like uh, when I first moved to Vegas, you know, I told you I got in a little trouble. I got shot and. You know, my reputation was kind of bad. Nobody went to mess with me. <laughs> so <laughs> they thought I was gangbanging. Right. Whatever. So uh, when I first moved to Vegas, I couldn't fight. I was in a bad contract. So only thing I could do was spar. But that became my mentality for a long time. Like, I'd be at home. You want to spar today? Yeah. Off the couch. Like, just spar. Ain't nothing. Just, just. Yeah, just bad habits. Like, bad habits in the ring. So it took me a while to get out of that mindset because I was just doing it for the money. Like, I think I one time I was in camp with Isha Smith and Bodu Jack at the same time. Damn, but I wasn't sparring both. I was getting paid by both of them, but I wasn't sparring both of them. So okay. I was like, you know, it's just we, You want to think more of yourself. Like now, me, I'm. I, I fell in love with Boston again. So oh. now I feel like I can be a top dog. Like, No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. You're so is that right. is
0: that good enough money just to spar? Can you really? Nah, it, it depends on who you. Uh, who what you camp, camp you in? With. Okay. Yeah.
2: I think, like, the last time I, I just got offered to go to camp with the last guy who Ryota Murata fought, I think he's from, like, Toronto. They was going to pay me, like, 1500 a week and plus pay for my food. But, right. you know, it can go for, like, 1500 a 2000 1000 you know, $900, 600 Floyd 500
3: Floyd pays Floyd pay $1,000 a day. That's the yeah, camp <laughs> you yeah. That's hey. the camp
4: yeah. like hey. It's like getting it to
0: the numbers. I was going right. to go there. I All was right. going to say – uh, <laughs> How was the Mayweather camp? Bro,
3: I been trying to get Mayweather camp even if he not, like I'm left-handed, yeah. so he'll use me for left-handed work. But I'll be like Flo, I'll switch. You know, <laughs> I, <right>? I was <laughs> I was so happy
2: Flo was about to fight Amir Khan when he was thinking about fighting Amir Khan before Pacquiao. Uh-huh. I even signed my tax papers for the go-to go to camp like this is my this is my time I'm about to get like <laughs> yeah, 20 bro. bands, 30 bands, and then he end up choosing Pacquiao. Like. Right, me. okay.
4: Well, I mean, because you got to think of it there, too, where you was asking that question of, you know, are the paychecks good? It goes back to y'all's conversation about how long you want to be in a sparring mentality. Yeah, it's cool that you're getting those checks right there, but if you see that the guy that you coming into camp with and you want to feel like I can do what he's doing, then you're going to want to do what you got to do exactly. to get out of that mentality, to get mm-hmm. the bigger purses exactly. as is. Right. You know,
0: Show me the motherfucking money. So, do you push your fighters to, to spar do you run your own camp for your fighters like how, what do you do with your
1: fighters? yeah so um with with uh, well it depends so like with um with delin for instance he's uh, gonna have his 14th fight here pretty soon mm-hmm. if if a camp comes up where you know they need somebody who's six 160 pounds <laughs> uh <laughs> then yeah you know we'll definitely reach out to them and, and see if we can do something but realistically delin and uh dennis can um Agree. Hopefully, agree with me on this one. It's really not going to be too many more fights before he's, you know, up there talking. You know, probably in the mix somewhere. Okay. So with him, um, realistically, I I don't want to give him the uh, reputation of being a Spartan partner. Okay. I want people to come in for him. That's a big deal. um Yeah, six four, six four one sixty. No weight cut big. has to be nasty. Nope. Uh, makes it easy.
3: He's, he's, he, easy. He walks around mm. that weight like he just yeah. got the frame and size. Yeah. For Super thin. G-code. The man, yeah.
0: so is he like that? Uh, um, That one Mexican fighter, he's like Sebastian. six, seven. Sebastian. That was oh, Sebastian, Sebastian Fondor. Yeah. Is that yeah. the one that was on, on the card? Yeah, this yeah. other yeah. uh the heavyweight long, championship yeah. of the world fight. Yeah. We're gonna get on that in a minute, too. Yeah, that that can
1: I just be huge, man.
0: Yeah. I don't know how he made the way.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. so so with the land, like I said, you know, even pretty soon he's gonna be talking about you know, going into right. the bigger right. names. Uh, with like Paul for instance he's he's only on his third fight he's going he's 3-0 right now um you know we need to get him that experience you know what I'm saying That's that's experience that he needs so
0: so how many fights do you really want to have under your belt before you get to talking about uh I'm ready to fight like every everybody um, I'm di- ready everybody's different everybody's right. different it depends
3: on your it. amateur pedigree all yeah. that type of stuff and your learning curve too exactly Look at somebody like Lomachenko, when he came turn pro, he fought for a world title in the second, second fight. fight right? You yeah. thought that was crazy, but you got 400 plus amateur fights. you right. That, and right. that pedigree, You could do it. I had 100 and something um, amateur fights. So, I actually could have jumped into amateur. I mean, the pro game a little faster than I did, but they, they baby me too at first. Mm. And I, I actually think that worked against me because mm. I got into the... Fights were too easy. I stopped caring about training. You know what I'm saying it kind of lulled me to sleep. That's what happened to me. You know I'm saying like, so it depends on the fighter. You got to right. be careful with that. You know I'm saying I wish they would have after my first five or six pro <laughs> fights, just threw me in, I mean, against somebody tough. But then I'm 12 and 0 fighting nobodies. I mean, like now I'm not even training.
0: So know. when you say nobodies, what's considered? No, no, no. no, no so I need no disrespect. disrespect but no,
3: I don't mean no disrespect. So I'm going to take that Like
0: back. a nobodies would be like. Uh, like, somebody man, they know that like can't touch the clippers them. in the uh, early 90s would that be like low yeah, risk yeah, low, yeah, risk, low no, risk
4: i'll take low it back risk. to your age range <laughs> <laughs> mike tyson's punch out glass joe that's what they basically talking about like, you're yeah. you fighting a whole bunch yeah. of glass joes so they know that even yeah. if they slip up once wow, they, they can't get caught exactly
1: and you, you want a lot of these guys especially coming up if they didn't have that massive amateur background you want probably like their first 10 to 12 fights against guys that can you know i hate to say it but you know are, are there to Take a loss. You yeah, to go through the motions. <laughs> yeah, my was the the kind go of in between, motion.
2: though. My heart was kind of in between because the dude I, I uh, had my pro de- debut against he used to beat me up in the gym. And I didn't know I was fighting him. I just got a call like, yo, you want to fight next week? And I was like, yeah, I'll take it.